0: Welcome to Beyond Fatima. I'm your host, Katie Moran. Before I begin my show, we always pray one Hail Mary, so please join me in praying. In name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Glory to Jesus Christ, glory forever. Welcome to Beyond Fatima, the The premise of this show is to take everything that was mentioned at Fatima and expanding on it with the Church's teachings and giving you further knowledge because Fatima is more than just Our Lady coming and asking us to pray the Rosary. It is like a compendium of the Gospels. It's a reiteration of the Gospels. So this is what we're doing in this show. Today's show is part two. Last week we did and explored the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Church's teachings. And how over time they came to realize that the two hearts are one, which will be very interesting because today we're going to talk about the Immaculate Heart of Mary and how it's the crux of the Fatima message, devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And in reality, if you listened last week or if you need to re-listen to it, you're going to find out since the two hearts are one, as St. Louis de Montfort said, and other saints have written that when you offend the Immaculate Heart, you are in reality offending the Sacred Heart of Jesus, too, with the two hearts being one. So the quote for today I have is from Father Croce, a Jesuit of that time frame. He wrote, "...for the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary are too much alike and too much united for one to have access to the one and not to the other. With this difference, however, that the Heart of Jesus admits only extremely pure souls." And the heart of Mary purifies by the graces which she obtains for them those who are not yet pure and enables them to be received into the heart of Jesus, which is a beautiful thought when you think about what we're going to be talking about. St. John Eudes also said, Jesus lives in Mary soul and body his heart abides in her heart his soul is in her soul his virtues mysteries and divine attributes are loving in her heart and in the writings of saint john Hughes, you're going to find that it is rare for him not to to refer to the heart of jesus and mary as the plural he frequently calls it the heart of jesus and mary which is very important so today we have with us um bar editor of soul magazine a good friend of mine she's an author she's a writer she edited the pathways under the gaze of mary the definitive biography on sister lucia which can be purchased from bluearmy.com their bookstore and i can't begin to recommend that book enough if you want to learn about fatima and everything that's contained in and concerning the life of sister lucia any books we talk about during this show i recommend you go to bluearmy.com and go to their bookstore and purchase the books if you want to learn more so what we're going to do is we open the show first I want to welcome Barb hi Barb welcome to the show hi Katie it's good to be with you again Oh, yes. We're getting to be a a good team here. What we're going to do here with talking about the Immaculate Heart of Mary, since you did the editing of the book, and I consider you pretty much an expert on the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and what it entails. So, I thought we would do a question and answer for the audience this year. And so, we have a series of questions here that hopefully by the end of the show, we will have a good idea of what it is this devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary means and how we can embrace it and make it part of our life. So what does devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary mean for Catholics
1: in general, and what does it mean to you? Well, I'm going to lump these two together. Um, For me, the devotion for the Catholics, the devotion to the Immaculate Heart is an invitation from our Heavenly Mother to become intimate with her and to find refuge in her and to take on a pathway that will lead to our own growth in holiness. It is the very way that we are schooled in holiness. They call the Fatima message and the devotion to the Immaculate Heart the school of Mary. So we're learning from Mary's own heart, and she is a treasure for the church. Her heart is a treasure of the gospel message because that's where she pondered all the things that happened during her time with Jesus on earth, and Joseph, too, would have pondered with her. So her heart is a treasury and she's going to help us unpack it. So when we take on the devotion to the Immaculate Heart, that's what we're entering into. We are going to snuggle up close to the heart of the one who is closest to God throughout all of eternity. She knows God best and she's going to show us the way. And so if you you recall in the June 13th apparition at Fatima, which I will talk more about later, Little Lucia, who was just 10 years old, was so frightened by the thought that she was going to lose her two cousins because Mary had told her that she would take Jacinta and Francisco to heaven soon, but she would be left on earth for some time. And at that time, Lucia was suffering quite a bit, especially because she was the oldest of the three and she was the one who spoke to the beautiful lady and things were not going well at home. Her mother, her sisters, some of the neighbors and villagers, they openly scorned her and um so she was she was feeling very sad at that apparition and very much alone but then our lady says these beautiful words to her these are the words that i think sum up the devotion to the immaculate heart and what it should mean for all of us she said are you suffering a lot do not worry i will never forsake you my immaculate heart will be your refuge and the way that will lead you to god and so these are some of the most comforting words for all of us, if we take up this devotion to her heart, it means that we will have a heavenly mother who will never abandon us and we can always take refuge in her heart. And it is a call that is not without our own efforts. We need to cultivate our relationship with her. And this is done, frankly, by living the requests that Our Lady asked at Fatima, which we will also talk about later. But Lucia said the requests to offer up your daily duty, pray the rosary, wear the brown scapular. She stressed that the practice of the First Saturday Devotion was one of the ways that we really become intimate with Our Lady because that is when we are meditating with her on First Saturdays. And so when we do these things, we are are growing in holiness. And if you don't mind, Katie, I'd like to just share a short little personal story. I had an experience of Our Lady. When she offered that refuge to me, it was a time when our family was going through a very difficult time. And for just the briefest moment, I felt that Our Lady had made her presence known to me. And the message I felt that I got from her was, I am here to take over. And it was from that time on, I had complete trust in Jesus that everything was going to be okay, that he was going to work this out for us. And so for me, the devotion that I had been practicing for many years became very much my um my weapon at that time my she was a shield for me, and she was the way that um, that helped me to learn to help me to just trust in Jesus. And that is what she does for us. She helps us to to go to her son and to place all things at his feet.
0: See, and that's a signal grace to feel mm-hmm. that
1: consolation. Yeah. Even
0: if it's fleeting, and I think everyone out there has experienced that at some point when you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and you just feel the anxiety that we know our lady felt that at the cross when when she was concerned about what would they do to the body of her son next? There was no one here to take it down and bury it, right. and so she prayed, and when we do that in imitation of her, you just get that, it's like a, I know what you're talking about, it's like an instant feeling where you just know, mm-hmm. wait a minute, someone's here to take care of this for me. And just, that morning, trust.
1: and just that morning, my sister had prayed to the Blessed Mother, and she said, you know, Barb is always telling us to take refuge in the Immaculate Heart, and she asked her to be a refuge for me, and that's when that happened. So, wow. That and I powerful. think Our Lady's
0: calling us all to do that now. Yeah. To turn yes. to her, like she told Sister Lucia. Those, the, of all, I've really, really read Fatima a lot, but that is one of the most comforting of all Our Lady's words,
1: mm-hmm. to, you
0: know, you know, I will be here. I will be your refuge in the sure way that'll lead you to God. And I'll tell you what; those words resound in my heart when I have, mm-hmm. when I have trials and things aren't going right. She is our, your
1: refuge. And Our Lady had was, was had very few words, you know, relatively at Fatima, but they're yeah. so powerful and striking, and they never fail to inspire. So that was that was one of the phrases that always captured my heart. So, Yeah, same here. It's 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 the one that touches me. And I think it's the one,
0: because uh, my next question is if you're ready for me to move on.
1: Sure.
0: Sister Lucia had a lot to talk about this aspect, especially close to the end of her life. I mean, I know you probably have that quote where she talks about devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and make reparation is the one aspect of the Fatima message that is not enough people are doing.
1: Right. And, you know, this was the mission that was given to her, to spread the devotion worldwide. I mean, you think about little Lucia from that 10-year-old girl in 1917. She lived another 88 years. And Our Lady was with her the entire time helping her because she had no access to the internet and other modern means. And and this was why she was asked to learn to read and write, so she could deliver the message to her own handwritten letters and notes and and, uh, pleas to people who would come to visit her. Uh, main, mainly church hierarchy to, you know, to rely on them to help her get this message out. And so it was that important. And she wrote an entire book on this called Calls from the Message of Fatima. Yeah. And the devotion to the Immaculate Heart is a call. It's a call to prayer and sacrifice, a call to the Rosary. It's First of all, it's a call to faith, hope, and love. And it's a call to Eucharistic devotion. It's a call to intimacy with the Holy Trinity sanctification of families. And it's a call to take up a pathway that's going to lead you to heaven. So her book, Calls from the Message of Fatima, I highly recommend if you want to really get to know Lucia and all that she unpacks in this devotion. It's based on the gospel message as well. So there's nothing new here that she's presenting to us, nothing new that Our Lady is presenting either. It's and that book's available at bluearmy.com's yes. bookstore. And this was also the pathway that Lucia herself adopted to become to grow in holiness and overcome her own sinful inclinations. You know, Lucia was, there's a funny little story about Lucia that she had kind of a rough temperament and she could be very um, curt with people. And she even admits this in her book, you know, she it came to her several times during adoration when she'd get irritated with people and then she realized this was a, a part of her that needed to be worked on. And there's a story where she was coming down the stairs with a, trying to carry a mattress and this young novice asked if she needed help. And she said, if you need any work, go go speak to the mistress or mistress of novices. Like she kind of shunned her and the, the poor little novice went and spoke to the mother superior and the mother superior said, just because Lucia saw our lady doesn't mean she's holy. She too has to grow in holiness. And so this was the way that she did. This is the way that she did grow in holiness. And so she had um, she had this mission to to share with the world that through these requests of Our Lady at Fatima, you would be able to to accomplish this. And so she grew in holiness and faithfulness just by carrying out her daily duty as a nun in a convent, doing her small and mundane tasks as an offering to God, and being faithful to praying her rosary every day, which we know our lady asked for, and then just offering. Additional penances and sacrifices as they came to her throughout the day, and they were simple things. They might have been to not complain when a meal was placed in front of her and she wasn't too happy with what it was, or she even said on fasting days to drink. She would drink her coffee. You know, it was more of a, a, a fast for her to offer up water than coffee. And so she grew through these, through the very ways that Our Lady presented at Fatima. She, you know, adoration of the Eucharist, confession, regular monthly confession. Um, and the biggest thing to remember is that Mary was simply delivering a message that God wanted. This was part of God's plan of salvation. This devotion was God coming to his people and giving them a plan through a mother whom we all can relate to. And we all love our Blessed Mother. And that's that's
0: important. I mean, we need to realize that she was the herald of that message, not Francisco. In fact, Jacinta told her that. When she was young and dying, you know, I'm going to heaven soon. You must tell mm-hmm. everyone what Our Lady told <clears> us when you're allowed to. So she was the herald of this message, and she did a phenomenal job. She really did. She was faithful to to the end. And this is what this is why it's so important for, that we get this out right now. We want the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, that's not come about until people embrace this devotion and spread it and do the five First Saturdays of Reparation for this. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Sister Lucia asked for this, she said Our Lady asked for this and came back to her and repeatedly asked this, so we need to know this. How does one cultivate this devotion? You know, we know that Our Lady asked for it, Sister Lucia lived it, you want to read about it, get the book, Pathways Under the Gaze of Mary. But. How would you recommend we cultivate this devotion in our daily lives? because we're talking to moms and dads and kids and teenagers, and they're they're not in a convent where they can embrace this the way Sister Lucia embraced it in her in her daily life?
1: Well, again, it's, it's just so simple it, it to, the daily requests are to make a morning offering, like to get up every morning and, Make an offering to Jesus of your joys and sorrows and prayers and sufferings. And then that makes your whole day a prayer. But then throughout the day, when you have developed a way of, you know, uh, they call it recollection, where throughout the day, something might come your way that might cause you to complain or get angry or be impatient. And those are, if you have recollection, you will remember, I should stop and offer this up. So when you offer, oftentimes when you're offering up a suffering and it might be just a minor irritation or something it'll go away. And so that is God takes your offering as a sin offering and he applies the, the grace from that to some soul and it's relieved from you. You you're we're we're very much bound by our emotions and that sometimes they can trap us. And so for me the biggest practice of this is to every day offer up and to try to overcome when my emotions want to take over and to offer those up. So offer up in my impatient moments, my angry moments, and to do it silently, even in the presence of the person who might be causing you the irritation, or who might be persecuting you in some way to offer that up. So that's the basis of that's the most essential part of this message is what Lucia said. And then the rosary, the daily rosary, she said, is the aid to help us to make those offerings. It's the one that's going to strengthen us and help us grow in grace and holiness. And that's the one also that will draw us deeper into Our Lady's Immaculate Heart because we're we're pondering the very scenes of the gospel that she herself pondered and we're entering in with her throughout the life of Jesus and we're learning from Christ. And when you're faithful to that rosary and faithful to meditating as much as you can, it's something that takes some practice. Um, then it it comes to you so quickly, the the life of Christ, and it it helps you to remember when you are suffering something. Oh yes, Mary stood at the cross in the most hopeless of situations. I'm going to join her there now while I'm suffering. And then you remember that she herself experienced the most hopeless of situations. But Katie, I would say that the most important, and then we're supposed to wear a brown scapular as a sign of our consecration, our entrustment to Mary. And that's something that's, Sometimes difficult for people, they want to wear a miraculous medal, and I believe the church says that is okay to have a, a miraculous medal as a sign of your entrustment as well. But for the Fatima message, it was a brown scapular because our lady appeared during the October 13th miracle as Our Lady of Mount Carmel holding a scapular. And so Lucia always felt that was part of the message. And then I- but the bigger message I believe would be the first Saturday devotion. If you and I, if you and I want to talk about that together, that would be fine.
0: Yeah, right now I just want to just make a quick pause because we will have a show on the brown scapular, but people, I don't, people understand the brown scapular, we get, we get a partial and plenary indulgences and you have to do something to get them. Pray a rosary with two or more people, you get a plenary indulgence under the usual conditions. And maybe a future show we can talk about these. But I don't know if people understand the brown scapular is the most highly indulgent sacramental the church has to offer us. And what does that mean? Other partial or indulgences, in order to get them... You have to perform something, a prayer, a good work, whatever. The brown scapular is the only one, and this was this indulgence was given to us by Pope St. Pius X because he loved the brown scapular so much. And this was before Fatima. So, this was be, he was the Pope before Fatima. He said anyone who reverently kisses their brown scapular receives a partial indulgence. The remission of punishment due to sin that you would have to make up in purgatory gently kissing it lovingly kissing it so when you said our lady wants us to wear this you can attach your 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 um, miraculous medal to the scapular if you like Mm -hmm. but when you wear that scapular you've got the arms of our lady holding you from the strings and then this brings to thought your consecration and devotion to our lady because whenever you see it feel it you can momentarily bring it to your lips and kiss it Mm -hmm. So that you're constantly developing that habit of the awareness of Our Lady and her being there to help you. So I hope that clarifies a little bit about the
1: importance of wearing that brown scapular. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would just like to say, too, uh, talking about during the apparitions, if we could, a little bit about mm -hmm. how Our Lady revealed it. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, we go back to that June 13th apparition again when Our Lady said those beautiful words to Lucia. And just before this, she had, um, our lady had said, this is when she first revealed, she said, Jesus wishes to make me known and loved. And she said, he wants to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. To those who accept this, I promise salvation of their souls, and they will be loved by God like flowers placed by me to adorn his throne. So this is In some ways, I know we're going to talk about St. Louis de Montfort later, but I I feel as if this was the answer to St. Louis de Montfort's prayers when he prayed that in latter times, this devotion would become more, more known. And I feel like at this June 13th apparition, Our Lady is coming to announce this. And she's going to use, God is going to use Lucia to lay the groundwork for how to carry this out simply so that later on when St. Louis de Montfort's uh, great writings and are discovered again, people have a little bit of an understanding and this closeness to Our Lady's heart and is already developing in the church this greater devotion to the Immaculate Heart because of Fatima. So Lucia, after after Our Lady said this, she opened her hands and radiated the most intense light and the children saw themselves in this light. And Our Lady's right hand was holding her heart. It was encircled by thorns, which were piercing it. And Lucia said, we understood this was the Immaculate Heart of Mary, outraged by the sins of humanity and seeking reparation. So the experience, the children said, of being in in the presence of Our Lady, Lucia said it was always kind of light and serene. But the experience of being in that light that she radiated was something they could not even ever explain. It was what they were seeing was God. She was radiating God. And it was so immense that it caused them to fall to their knees and cry out this prayer that we call the uh, the Blessed Sacrament prayer. Most Holy Trinity, I adore Thee, my God, my God, I love Thee in the Most Blessed Sacrament. We could do a whole show on that very scene, uh, Katie. So, but I just want to express to people that the way that when Our Lady was revealing this devotion, there were so such phenomenal things happening with these children and. They were being given these extraordinary graces to carry out this great call of God at this time in history through these very young hearts that didn't even understand, you know, basic theology at the time. So, and then uh, later in July, she gives further details of this mission. Of this mission, after she shows the vision of hell, she said, "God wishes to save these souls by establishing in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart." And then she goes on to explain what's going to happen if this devotion isn't taken up. And uh, especially the warnings of the Second World War, uh, prophecies of famine and persecution of the church and wars being spread from Russia's atheistic communism. And that these would spread throughout the whole world. And that's when she said, I will come to ask for the communions of reparation on first Saturdays and the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. If what I say is done you know these things will not happen but otherwise god would be punishing the world so again we were given our part in this and that is the the first saturday devotion and too many people have failed to understand the depth of this mission which was not just for little 10 year old lucia it's for all of us she was there to spread it we are to adopt it in our lives so after the, you know, going through these June and July apparitions, when Our Lady asks for this devotion to her Immaculate Heart, you know, and Lucia said, this is how how we are going to advance in holiness. And the question we all must ask is, why does Our Lady ask for this at this particular time in history? Well, this, this devotion is going to Help us to be battle ready because we are being called to engage in the battle with the woman against the ancient serpent, the woman who is clothed with the sun. And what an honorable call that is, in my opinion, that we are being strengthened by the Blessed Mother so that we can join with her in the battle. And we can all see clearly the evil of our day. And I would guess that most people who follow the Fatima message can see that Russia has spread her errors worldwide. We're living it right here in the United States. And just as Mary predicted, we're we're living through some, we have lived through some very difficult times through the 20th century, but we see that they're not over yet. And the very pillars of our foundation, uh, family and church are being attacked in a way that they could completely fall. And that's not going to be good for any of us. So I really believe we need to cultivate this devotion in our lives. We need to read about what Our Lady had asked at Fatima and, and then... Um, you know, just take this seriously, that, that this is a call from our Lord to all of us, and it's a call from Our Lady to join with her in the battle. She's, she's preparing us. She's making us battle-ready for what's coming.
0: Yeah, and, I, and it's not, I don't mean to scare our listening audience, but you have to be prepared spiritually, or you're not going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. For, and we're seeing this now, you know, with the attack on the family, the destruction of the family. Uh, Satan is like a prowling wolf or a lion just looking for who he can snatch. And Our Lady is our ever-vigilant Mother, up there looking, you know, trying to pull into all her children that she can to protect them. And so this d- devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is the crux of it. This is what God gave us through His Mother at Fatima. I mean, I, you've said that this is not Our Lady's words; these are prob- these are the words of of Jesus Himself and God, wanting us to come to Him mm-hmm. like this. Uh, But this also goes to another facet. This goes to St. Louis de Montfort, am I correct? St. Louis de Montfort's true devotion to Mary and his book, Consecration to Mary, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So let's address that on what St. Louis de
1: Montfort had to say on this. And what I want to just go back to the Fatima message, I don't mean to scare our listening audience either. I would say that when you take up this devotion to Our Lady, you are being given you know, the extraordinary graces of peace and hope. You, you have the theological virtue of yes. hope in you. So no matter what is happening, you're at peace. And you also yep. are being drawn to love. So these are, all, these are all means that help us to get through all of this peacefully. And that is, if you look at the 12 promises of the rosary, that is one of the, the promises that we, you know, we'll be able to basically get through anything with this peace and joy and hope. So these are, these are the benefits of the devotion. There are a lot of people out there full of anxiety and fear, which is gripping them, but you're at peace and you have hope when you are with Our Lady. And so St. Oh, yeah, Louis de Montfort, that- well, he was the master of unveiling, unpacking the devotion to the Immaculate Heart. He, was, uh, he taught through different parish missions and retreats in the late 1600s and early 1700s. And he predicted that in these latter times, the Most High with his Holy Mother has to form for himself great saints in in sanctity. And so he waited expectantly for the coming of an age when the true disciples of Jesus Christ would be like sharp arrows in the hand of the powerful Mary to pierce her enemies. And I'll just go through quickly. He said these great souls would be little and poor in the world's esteem but rich in the grace of God that Mary would distribute to them abundantly. So many of us feel like we're the the little and the poor people in the world. We're not part of the powerful elites, but God is going to use us in a very powerful way, like sharp arrows in the hand of Mary. They shall be chosen to match themselves against the enemies of God who shall rage on all sides. They shall be singularly devout to our blessed lady, led by her spirit and sheltered under her protection. They shall fight with one hand and build with the other. I feel like that is what we're doing. We're fighting against the forces in our culture, against our churches and our families and our freedoms, but we're also rebuilding with the other hand. It feels like that's what we're doing right now. They shall overthrow and crush the heretics, the schismatics, the idolaters, and the impious. And with the humility of their heel in union with Mary, they shall crush the head of the devil and cause Jesus Christ to triumph. And so... God wanted to, to establish in the world devotion to the Immaculate Heart at Fatima because it will lead to her triumph. And we who take up this devotion will help her crush the head of the serpent. And this triumph will cause Jesus Christ to triumph. And so St. Louis de Montfort, he wrote beautifully about devotion to Mary in a much more eloquent way than I can deliver. I highly recommend his book, True Devotion to Mary, because it's it's just, you can't, you almost can't put it down. I'm sure you've read it, Katie.
0: Oh I've read it yourself. a couple of times and he's and if I'm not mistaken he's the saint that said in this these times we're living in now he predicted he said that the saints that would come up would be the greater than the early Christian martyrs and they would come from the ranks of the laymen. Lay
1: people. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean he pred- he predicted this and this sanctity is not something you're going to see people walking around, you know, exuding it. It's going to be in the in the small little people and the people that sit at home and pray and do as Our Lady asks. These are the great saints he's talking about.
1: And, you know, he died in 1716, which is 200 uh-huh. years before Fatima, the, the first apparitions in 1916. And he even predicted that his work would be hidden for some time, for over 100 years. It I believe was. it was rediscovered back, it was found in a in a, in a a chest, buried in a chest somewhere. Um, I think it was about it 1880 was, around, it was when it was found. Yes. So his work was found, you know, in, in the late 1800s. Our Lady comes in 1917 and starts to unpack the devotion. And this is his work. His masterpiece comes through. And then what happens is St. John Paul II takes up the 33-day consecration to Totus Tuus was his motto. He does the consecration mm-hmm. to Jesus through Mary. He takes him a while to understand it, but it starts to then grow among the lay people. So there have been, you know, many, many decades now of people consecrating themselves to Jesus through Mary using St. Louis de Montfort's methods.
0: Yeah, and I, I know I did it years ago. I know you did it. I cannot mm-hmm. recommend enough doing it. It's not something you need to do with a bunch of people and a, and a priest. It's something you can do privately on your own using his book. Because he takes yes. you day by day on what to do and how to bring it about, so that at the end of the time, the month's time, you make that consecration to Our Lady where you give her everything you have and let her dispense with it as she feels is mm-hmm. necessary needed to save souls. I mean... And-
1: as far as the okay. the, 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 um, the true devotion to Mary, what St. Louis de Montfort said, true devotion to Mary, which Lucia herself said the Fatima message is the way that you live your consecration to Mary. So the Fatima message and what St. Louis de Montfort was unpacking in a much more deeper theological way are combined. They're, they're, the two are almost one. He said, it is the way of holiness that is short, easy, secure, and perfect. And again, we talked about taking refuge in that Immaculate Heart and that we're going to draw from the spring of graces from her heart. And this is why Our Lady and why God wants us to go to the Immaculate Heart, why he wanted this devotion established. He also stated that the more a soul is consecrated to Mary, the more it is consecrated to Jesus Christ. This devotion consists then in giving ourselves entirely, entirely to Our Lady in order to belong entirely to Jesus Christ through her. And so, as
0: I said in my show last week, the two hearts are one. St. John Youth mm-hmm. said this, St. Louis de Montfort said it, the hearts are one. So you cannot, when you give joy to one, you're giving joy to the other. When you make reparation to one, you're making reparation to the other. Their hearts are so intimately linked. And mm-hmm. by doing the first Saturday of reparations, which maybe we should touch on now a little bit, you are making that reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. Jesus is more offended by the blasphemies that have been hurled against his mother. You know, and if you read what our Lord told Sister Lucia about how much he was offended by this, you know, it's it's almost like, whoa, right here, you know, you are you're stepped over that line when you offend his mother by those five blasphemies.
1: Well, and souls go to hell because of them. And that's why Our Lady, when she showed the children the vision of hell, she said, you know, God wants to save them by means of establishing devotion to my Immaculate Heart. So when we make reparation, we're making reparation for these, these very serious blasphemies against the person and, and, and creature of Mary. I mean, when Mary was was created. I think even that we talked about that in an earlier show, Katie, that even the angels stepped back and said, who is this? Who is yeah. this? Well, she is, everything about her is because of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity is the Immaculate Conception. The Holy Trinity is the perpetual virginity. All of the characteristics that we are making reparation for are because they are offenses against God's work in Mary. It is the Holy Spirit, the Holy, offenses against the Holy Spirit. And so that's why God is so offended. And so when we And we have we make, we've
0: offended yeah, and we have offended a God who I think he could take the insults that come to him. But mm-hmm. now that they're coming against his most compassionate loving mother, it offends him even more. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it was at La Salette in the eighteen forty that our lady when she appeared to Melanie and Maximum on the stone with the crown Crying, tears coming out of her eyes. It's one of the few apparitions, if not the only one that I know of. where Our mother cried, and she said, "I can." She says, "I cannot hold the arm of my son's arm of the justice any much longer. It is almost too heavy." You know, it's eighteen forty. Of course, there's no time in eternity. So, what must be going on now if she had trouble holding up that arm of justice? Mm-hmm. I mean, she is. She is the reason why. Things aren't as bad as they could be because she's still interceding because there's still a soul to be saved. I came to that conclusion years ago. That Why, why did not the tribe come 20 years ago, I used to think? But it, it, it didn't come because every minute that it doesn't come, every minute that chastisement doesn't come, that's a soul that's saved that wasn't saved yesterday. There's a soul that comes to the realization and is saved. So to me, Fatima is about
1: saving souls. Right, and I know a lot of people are praying now and I, I, you know, Our Lady wants us to pray for the conversion of sinners. That is the greater thing that we are to are to, to seek when we enter into this apostolate because we are entering in for the sake of others. And Lucia speaks about that as well in her book, Calls. And so when we're making reparation on First Saturdays, I really want to encourage people to understand what you're doing. Lucia said this is the means by which we will combat atheism. And we see the atheism all around us. We're living in so many godless so many godless institutions and godless workplaces and godless families. And you know, how many of us celebrated Christmas just now? And many people in their families maybe didn't even just didn't need to go to church or to honor the birth of Christ. And, um, you know, I think our priest even gave a, a sermon on saying, you know, instead of saying happy holidays to mention Christmas, this is what we're celebrating. But... When we make reparation on first Saturdays, we're actually removing the thorns from our lady's heart. And so that meditation is so important, and I often invite her to sit with me, and I'm going to let her lead me in that 15-minute meditation. You know, first you are, I'll quickly go over the elements of the first Saturday devotion where you are to go to confession, and you can do this eight days before or after the first Saturday. You are to receive Holy Communion, and then you are to pray five decades of the rosary, And then spend an additional 15 minutes meditating on other mysteries of the rosary and that's where i let our lady come in and and guide me and i literally when i am offering up the 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 rosary i say this is in reparation for the sins against the immaculate conception and i imagine myself pulling a thorn out of her heart and then this is in reparation for the sins against the perpetual virginity the sins against her as mother, of the, the ones who don't accept her as mother of God, mother of mankind. Sins against those who will keep their children away from her and even instill hatred for their blessed mother. And then the sins against uh, those that would defile her in her sacred images. And Katie, I believe that these um, these, these also repair for the rifts that occurred in the church way back in the 400s when, you know, there, there started to be schisms and breaking off because contained in Mary's heart is the work of the Holy Trinity and this is God's plan and there are many um, of our Protestant brothers and sisters that don't accept this and there and and then when you get to the part where you're defiling Mary and her sacred images, now we're talking about the atheists and the anarchists and the and the the Satanists who are doing that. So we're making reparation for people who have did, who have rejected this great gift that is from God.
0: And until their dying breaths, they can be brought back. One mm-hmm. saint once said that Our Lady only stops at the gates of hell when she's getting a soul. You know, oh, she stops at yeah. the gates of hell, so she's there constantly pulling, constantly. You know, she's the, she's also called Saint Gemma Galgani said that Our Lady you know is the rag picker of souls because lest our lord would leave someone behind because he's more sternness more purity is expected she goes through what he could possibly leave out and picks them up and purifies them and holds them closer and gives them back to her son so i always liked that uh, that particular thought you know she's the mm-hmm. rag picker of souls she goes around making sure no one gets left behind because of her motherly love for us Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add briefly? Because I wanted to let you briefly talk about what's going on with the World Apostolate of Fatima and what the people can look for concerning this year to St. Joseph.
1: I will just add quickly, adding to what you just stated, um, when I had that little experience with Our Lady, I felt such great power and authority that was standing with me. And if I'm ever standing before the gates of hell, that's what I want standing next to me. I mean, she was... yes. It was a powerful experience, Uh, very brief, but she is a very powerful mother, and she does stand before the ancient serpent, and she does crush his head. And so she has, uh, you know, the the devil hates her for that reason because he has no power over her because she was immaculately conceived. He has no power over her. And so that's the power I want standing next to me.
0: (laughs) Same here. I want her right beside me because that's one of the promises of the rosary. She'll be there on your death.
1: Yes, yeah. and the promises of the first Saturday devotion as well. You'll she'll yeah. be there with all the graces necessary for your salvation.
0: Yeah, that's the and big. So, to me, that's the winning the lottery <laughs>
1: right. when
0: you do the first Saturdays.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, so, I would recommend you know in our at bluearmy.com or shopfatima.com, we have a number of uh, First Saturday aides that can help you. They have meditations, they explain Mm -hmm. the blasphemy so you understand what you're making reparation for. There's one called The Treasures of First Saturday. They also have another one called Consoling uh, Consoling the Heart of... Give Me Consolation. I'm sorry, Give Me Consolation. It's a personal prayer journal to help you even uh, write down thoughts you have while you're doing your First Saturdays. But then I also want to draw people's attention to Lucia's books, The Pathway Under the Gaze of Mary, and Calls from the Message of Fatima, if you want to learn more about the devotion to the Immaculate Heart. And then even more importantly, St. Louis de Montfort's works, uh, True Devotion to Mary, and Total Consecration to Jesus Through Mary. Um, When St. Louis de Montfort, what it entails when you're doing this, it's a 33-day preparation that is broken into three parts. So first you yeah. spend a few days reflecting on how you're going to renounce the world. Because that's the first thing you're going to do is clean out your own house. And then you spend 10 days reflecting reflecting on things that lead you to knowledge of yourself. And then the next 10 days on things that lead you to knowledge of Mary, reflections. And then the next 10 days on reflections that lead you to knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that by the time you're ready to make the consecration, you have a greater understanding of Mary Jesus yourself you you understand what you are abandoning yourself to and your your that all that's going to happen in your life you're giving that to Jesus through Mary and you're allowing his divine providence to be carried out in you so it's a, it's a it's a pathway of learning how to abandon yourself to God and so those are the books i highly recommend uh Again, at BlueArmy.com dot com or ShopFatima.com, dot com, you can find these books, and they're great spiritual aids for us in these times.
0: Yes, and they're they're books that are you you should have in your collection. It's not something you borrow and give to somebody. It's something you need to go back and constantly reread and redo and relook over. Yes. Uh, what's going on? We we have things going on with the first Saturdays and Saint Joseph.
1: Yes, we uh, uh, the Blue Army declared a year of Saint Joseph back in November, and then soon yeah. after. The church itself, through Pope Francis, declared a year of St. Fran- or Saint Joseph for the church. And so we're very happy about that. And we wanted to bring Joseph into the Fatima message. As, as you know, he appeared with the child Jesus during the miracle of the son. The three children witnessed the vision of St. Joseph carrying the child Jesus, and the two of them simultaneously blessed the world. And Mary was standing with them. So it was a vision of the Holy family, but Joseph and Jesus were clearly in a, in a position of leadership. And to me, that is a very, <clears throat> that's a sure sign that Joseph is going to be part of this battle against the dragon. And so we are trying to draw St. Joseph into our first Saturday devotion. So every first Saturday throughout the whole year, we are going to be presenting a speaker in January. We presented uh, a speaker who kind of introduced the whole series and talked about St. Joseph as a uh, father. And then in February, uh, February 6th, we will be presenting uh, Fa- uh, Father Donald Calloway, who's going to speak on St. Joseph as the greatest consoler of the Immaculate Heart. And that comes out of his writings from his book, Consecration to St. Joseph. And he will also be reflecting on the Immaculate Conception. And so, and then in March, March 6th, we're going to be presenting Katie Moran right here. <laughs> and yeah. so She will be our yeah. speaker in March. And Katie, I believe you're going to be speaking on the uh, St. Joseph was the first defender against the blasphemies against the yeah. Immaculate yeah. Heart. Yes. And then we have Dr. Mark Miravoli who's coming in April. And then following that, we will have several other speakers. And then in August, we are presenting a series that we recorded um, about a year ago with Father Hugh Gillespie of the yeah. Company of Mary. Yeah. So he's a St. Louis de Montfort priest. And he's going to unpack the devotion to the Immaculate Heart for us over five First Saturdays. All of this can be viewed live at bluearmy.com slash Joseph. And you, want, you tune in at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on First Saturdays. You will get the speaker and then you can participate with us online in the First Saturday devotion, the rosary, the meditation, and the Holy Mass. And so if you cannot, if you are shut down because of COVID, you can participate with us online at BlueArmy.com slash Year of St. Joseph on every first Saturday beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time.
0: And I think this, I think this think is a wonderful, wonderful wonder- gift for the people out there, like you said, who we don't know what's going on with COVID and need to do this. And even mm-hmm. if you're able to get out and about, this is a beautiful way to do your first Saturdays. You're doing it mm-hmm. with uh, the WASP, World Apostle of Fatima with wonderful speakers, wonderful meditations. So it'll help jumpstart this ability to do this if you're a little bit nervous about undertaking uh, any part of this devotion. So I highly recommend you go there and look at that. Anything else, Barb? Because we're running close here, we're going to need to wind up here in a few minutes.
1: No, just one more. On May 1st, we are also going to be, part of our first Saturday will be an extended conference on reclaiming the family through fatherhood. So Father... Donald Calloway will be a keynote speaker, and we will have several other speakers, so you can join us for an entire conference that day. And St. Joseph, we're presenting him as father, protector, and consoler. He was the consoler of the Immaculate Heart, and so drawing him into our first Saturday meditations and letting him guide us in being, uh, helping aid us in becoming greater, uh, having a greater devotion to the Immaculate Heart. So we're bringing St. Joseph in. I believe this is a real sign of hope for the world that He is coming to help clean up our house. He's going to help us re- rebuild our families, rebuild fatherhood, rebuild the church, and so that when that immac that triumph of the Immaculate Heart happens, we are, we are ready for this. So, this is a time yeah, of trial. Thing- but it's a time of building. We're building right now.
0: The other thing we have available is
1: copies of the icon. Yes.
0: Oh, thank thank you That's for reminding me. We had Immaculate an icon, Heart a special
1: icon written called St. Joseph, Greatest Consoler of the Immaculate Heart. It is St. Joseph in that scene in, during the Miracle of the Sun when he appeared with Jesus to be blessing the world and Mary. So that icon is available in our gift shop as well. We're unveiling it uh, in January here. It just I literally just received the final copy yesterday. And so that will be available for purchase at ShopFatima.com. We have a special prayer to St. Joseph and prayer cards with that icon image. And so we highly encourage people to bring St. Joseph into their lives and into their Fatima devotions.
0: And into their homes, yes.
1: Okay, I want to thank you, Barb, for
0: being with me. Uh, We'll have you back again as we finish this series up beyond Fatima next week. Uh, if Bob's able to join me, we're going to be talking about the seven sorrows of Mary, because she appeared as the sorrowful mother, seven sorrows of Our Lady, she appeared that way. But we're going to do a special niche here, we're going to ex- first explain where the devotion came from, the seven sorrows of Our Lady, and then we're going to tie them in, we're going to compare them to St. Joseph's seven sorrows. So we'll do a one-on-one comparison with that, so people can have greater understanding of how to tie Joseph in with all their prayers and thoughts concerning his most chaste spouse. Uh, thank you, Barb, for being with us. Thank you for listening. And we will close with one Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Have a blessed Holy Week.